This is Cantonese After Dark. Chapter 5. Press 2 for Spanish or press 3 for Chinglish. Communicating with my parents and relatives has been an ongoing failed experiment. You could never have a real conversation with them. The most you'd get is, have you eaten yet? Any other topic would be in the realm of impossibility between ABCs and Yun. It's been the Abbott and Costello who's on first comedy routine going on for decades now, and we're nearing a half century of make all mutt. I've tried finding common ground, tried to find any subject that we could relate to because it's about kinship. But family, family feels more like a dead end job to me. It's an obligation, a debt I would pay, but I could never pay off. Add to that the huge communication gap I call the demilitarized zone we call family. From the DMZ, I've identified four types of communication landmines. The first landmine is stop using those Chinese to English translations. I would find events in China to talk about. I'd mention the president of China. Back in the 90s, it was Jiang Zemin and any news story I could find. You know, Jiang Zemin, the president of China. I am pronouncing his name right, I think. The problem is, those Chinese-English translations, they're based on Mandarin. They weren't meant for Cantonese speakers. So it's not Zhang Zimin. In Cantonese, it's Gong Jokman. That's not tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Clearly two different languages. So don't bother using those Chinese English translations anymore. I suffered enough trying to use them. Hopefully you won't have to. The second landmine, popular Chinese places that Chinese people have never heard of. I was at Victoria Peak in Hong Kong. It's the number one tourist destination when you're over there. Who doesn't know Victoria Peak? And you guys used to live in that city. You know, Victoria Peak. You take the tram up to the hill. There's the city skyline, the harbor. Everybody's up there holding peace signs while getting their pictures taken. And by the way, why do Asians do that? Is the peace sign also the sign for cheese? Or how they like to say it, cheesy? Other cultures make rabbit ears to fuck up their photos. No, you gotta say, I went to Taiping San. You'll get an immediate response. Oh, Taiping San, but then silence. I thought my family would be excited for me, maybe even be proud of me for visiting the homeland. I thought they'd ask me more about my trip, but they didn't ask me anything. 
The third landmine is Chinese people just making shit up. A good example would be in New York's Chinatown on Mulberry Street, there are three funeral parlors. And all three parlors are literally right next to each other. Guaranteed, a guy with a really big mole came up with that marketing strategy. If you were Chinese and you kicked the bucket, more than likely you would have ended up in one of these funeral parlors. So it wasn't just called Mulberry Street, it was also known as Seiyang Gai, Dead Man Street. Yeah, that's a true statement. I guess. With that kind of logic, who needs enemies? And so the fourth landmine is the biggest one. It's tone. But don't be discouraged. Even native speakers have trouble understanding one another. They'll ask each other, which word did you mean? But tone is lethal. When I spoke Chinese, it had to be the perfect pitch. If you slipped up even a little, Chinese people would have no clue what you were saying. And my uncle loved correcting me. He'd sit me down, the way a physical therapist would a head injury patient. I swear, I would repeat exactly what he'd say. I bet I got it right most of the time, but he didn't want to give up his title as the know-it-all. After 10 rounds of Simon Says, I wanted to punch him in the nose, but I didn't want to break his finger. Now, if we were to turn the tables around, my uncle's English sucked ass. And it's been sucking ass since the Clinton administration, and it has never improved. But here's the crazy part. He didn't know what Victoria Peak was, can't even pronounce it, but Monica Lewinsky's name he can say perfectly. Cantonese is one of the toughest languages in the world. English, probably the easiest. 26 letters in the alphabet, Learn them, and the language is yours. There's even a nursery rhyme. We sang it in kindergarten. The alphabet is so easy, you could get arrested for DUI for not knowing it. I've made the attempt to communicate, but the more I try, the more disappointed I get. I'd like to just once hear someone say to me, Hey, Eddie, you're Chinese? It's not so bad for a joke sing. But instead, I got called stupid a lot growing up. We never got compliments from our parents. But you know who they did give compliments to? Other people's kids. If we ran into each other on the streets, our parents couldn't wait to embarrass us. They would face off like it was the OK Corral.
Us kids would stand around like piñatas, getting hit with insults from our own parents. But my mom, she was gracious enough to win most of those battles. And it would sound something like this. Oh, my son is so dumb. He is so chun. My son is chun to the 10th power multiplied by infinity. All of a sudden, my mom has a PhD in mathematics now? But your son, your son is lek jai. And he's handsome too. Here, here's a lacy for him. Hey, that was my candy money. And that's how parents greet each other in Chinatown. It was the considerate, thoughtful thing to do, to praise other people's kids and to cast doubt on your own kids. Every child wants to show off for their parents, make them proud of us. But hearing compliments was rare. And if there were compliments, it was usually the backhanded kind. You know why Chinese parents never compliment their kids? Because flattery spoils ambition. Marinate on that for a while. This is the end of chapter 5. Joy Gaines.